Good evening, guys, and welcome back to The Breakdown. So um, good to be here. Yes, it's so good Woo-hoo. to have you back. I'm Luke. I'm Kurt. Who was not with us last yeah. week. Yeah. But we were blessed by Lori St. Oh, man. So many great things. We just, you know, I came in the following day and they're like, well, it looks like you lost your job, Kurt. <laughs> oh, she, was, she was awesome. She you was were great, really, Lori. Thank you. Really awesome. So great. So, hey, good to be here on the breakdown tonight. Mm-hmm. What an exciting night. I mean, we were just, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were feeling this at church on Sunday. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, I was. I really was. Um, I really felt like Pastor Zach, and we'll get into it, but he was really calling us to a higher level. Oh, yeah. Um, way of thinking about the world and about ourselves. You know, the last four weeks we were talking about the King's Academy. Yeah. And I loved how concrete the lessons were oh, and how it's it's very easy to work with that. And that's something that we need, especially in our elementary the elementary level. And if we think of King's Academy as our high school, yeah. Tonight we're moving more <laughs> into college. Oh yeah. It's like you were saying that earlier. But before, like you said, Luke, before we get into anything, let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room or the surrounding elephant. And it would be the stashes. And uh, we got together just a a few moments before the show. And uh, we just wanted to give you a picture of, you know, Luke and I and the production team. We got Alex over there and David, everyone looking real good with their stashes. We we tried to get our our female, you know, to say, hey, would you paste on a stash? And Haley was like, I'm not doing it. Represent. And she said, I'm not doing that. So maybe next time, maybe next time. But wanted to go ahead and just let you know. So, hey guys, if you're joining us, um, I don't know how the wives and the girlfriends and the fiancés are. I mean, I hear stuff. I just want to put this out there right now because I know my wife and kids are watching. And I just want to acknowledge that my wife started out saying, you know, this is this is going to be a tough month for you, Kurt, mm-hmm. because I'm not into that. And I want to just acknowledge that my wife loves my stash. That's I'm just going to be I'm just going to be frank. She loves she loves this right here. So it's been great for me. Um, no, we're problem. glad there's no division at the McWilliams household. But if if you are having any kind of yeah. difficulties, this is what the church is for. Yeah, we do right? have marriage counseling. And I know I'm just kidding. But we've been joking like, you know, April 1st is around yeah. the corner. And I don't know what we're going to do. April 1st is also April Fool's Day. So mm. we may have to do something here with with the stashes. But nevertheless, you know, big props to all the guys who are working hard, growing the stash, and we'll just have to get a giant picture at church. I'll so. be happy for April first. <laughs> yeah, I think my we all chin will. feels naked. Oh just, boy. to be honest. So you so. know, let's get into this here. Like you said, Luke, not King's Academy. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not tackling the King's Academy today. And and it was so great just to follow Pastor Zach through those elementary lessons, if you would, over these past four yeah. weeks. But here we are on episode ten of the breakdown, and Pastor Zach is bringing us this really powerful mm-hmm. and applicable, timely word. And so so just bring us back to the scripture that passes. Yeah, so Zach. so the 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 main text for this week is from First Timothy chapter four, um, verses one through five. And again, Timothy um, Paul is writing to Timothy, who is his his son in the faith. He mentors Timothy, and Timothy is working with um, the church in Ephesus. And he, in, you know, preceding this chapter. Paul does does a lot about teaching Timothy about how to organize the church, how to select church leaders, how to bring bring structure. And now he's really focusing in uh, on Timothy on how he is to um, judge teaching and Mm. and how to deal with false doctrines, okay? Uh, Doctrines of demons specifically. And so the verses say, but the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons Mm -hmm. by means 
of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good mm. and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude for it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. This is this is so good. I mean, I have to say, I didn't even tell this to Pastor Zach, but you know, in one of our courses at the School of the Spirit, the Powers in the Gospel, we have a whole lesson yeah. on you know everything is either redeemed or redeemed currently or redeemable. I kept hearing that during the sermon. <clears throat> I could hear your voice because I know you took that. the class, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is awesome, oh. Pastor. Keep going. This is great, and it's written right here. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is our new covenant writing. This is yeah. our New Testament writing, and it's just so beautiful because as we get into this message here, we get into this word that Pastor Zach was bringing up on, on Sunday, we need to understand two things. So typically, you know, you and I and, and us as uh, congregants and, and just people in the church, we're trying to derive, okay, Pastor Zach, what's your main point? What are you yeah. bringing here? What am I taking home today? And as we talked, we got two main points here. Number one was we need to be alert to the schemes of the enemy as they're coming from either people uh, or things. Right. And number two, kind of with that, is we don't need to run. And, right. and be afraid of everything in the world. You know, Pastor Zach was talking about what it was like growing up for most of us in the early days. Uh, you know, oh, well, we're going to stay away from that. And we're going to stay away from right. that. And we didn't have a magic eight ball at my house. And I'm kind of glad. I'm, right. I'm actually really glad. Um, but, you know, we don't need to be afraid of the things in the world, which is a great thing. And we can recognize that everything can be redeemed. Mm. Well, yeah, because that's that's the whole point is we tend to fall into these things that are easy to um, work with, which is like flesh and blood. This mm -hmm. is physical things. Um, and we make rules, as we'll get into, against those things. But at the heart of it, this is the spiritual ramifications. Yeah. And so what Paul is calling Timothy and, and the church to is you need to get beyond these ideas that it's the thing that's the problem mm -hmm. no it at the heart of it it's it's our sin and there's it, it, it's what's going on in the spirit realm yeah. especially when we understand that jesus has already once and for right. all satisfied right. the righteous requirement of the law mm -hmm. this this is just i mean it doesn't get much better than this when you're reading through the the book of romans the letter written to the church at rome from paul and you get to romans 8 and he's talking about that the righteous requirement of the law has already been fulfilled and it was fulfilled by Christ. And not only was it fulfilled by, fulfilled by him, but he made sure that it was fulfilled in us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what Pastor Zach started to bring up on Sunday was actually really good because we are getting close to Easter and we're, you know, we're some, you know, 30 plus days out. And what happens, you know, is there's a there's a religious tradition of Lent, something that's been established. And there's Ash Wednesday, which I believe was last week. And so we have a lot of these religious practices that many around here have grown accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And I just I love that Pastor Zach brought this up on Sunday and I want to bring it up here and and make a distinction. Listen, what is Lent? Well, Lent was really an, a 40 days of observation uh, as a fast commemorating Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness. Now, there's nothing wrong with fasting, but as with everything, it comes down to the heart and the motive behind it. Why am I doing this? Right. If I'm fasting 
If I'm separating myself from something, you know, my wife and I, we took the early part of our year to, to fast and we weren't that religious about it. We just said, we're going to separate from these things, not for the sake of righteousness and holiness, because that's already been provided for us through, through the bloodshed of Jesus, but for the sake of moving our flesh out of the way. Right. This, this is where fasting really has to become clear. And Pastor Zach was saying it on Sunday, fasting does not move God, it moves us. Right. It moves our flesh out of the way so that we can hear from God. And so if we, if we take our focus of fasting like that, then man, it's great. Set aside the time, go ahead and do it. But if it's just a religious practice, it has really lost the heart and we're not going to get anything from it right right abstaining does not move god it moves you yeah and it, it so there is and, and this, this is why this is really tricky um because on one hand it can sound like oh we're saying oh you don't have to abstain which is not what we're saying but then I, but in certain instances it's like abstaining is good but where the doctrine of demons comes in is when you say abstaining makes me more righteous yes and it makes me more acceptable yeah to god yeah yeah it's very subtle but it's a it's very very important it, it is so important and and this kind of harkens back to what pastor zach was sharing the week before on god's favor is for the 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 assignment right it has nothing to do with his love right so his love and his righteousness right. have already been established in us and for us when we accept the completed work of the cross through the bloodshed of Amen. Jesus. So that's where we're getting that place of righteousness. That is actually what empowers us right. to observe a fast and to move into a fast. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and you know, looking specifically at what was going on um, in the church of Ephesus and yeah. what why Paul was writing these things, he's addressing a lot of the worldly um, uh, ideas that had come from you know, their pagan religions and then just their philosophies. So one of them being asceticism, which you may have heard of, but asceticism meaning like valuing a hard life or finding righteousness through difficulty and abstaining. Um, and if you've come from a, a Catholic background, there is an element of that, like mm. we're talking about with Lent. Yeah. And a lot of religions yeah. have some element of asceticism or like, you need to go through this difficulty to atone mm, like a penance right there, there's something that you're doing which to bring up it really takes away from what god already did correct through jesus at correct the cross. and that's why we're saying it's a dot that's why it is a it's a doctrine of demons <laughs> yeah. and it's a seducing spirit and how does that seduce us it seduces the part of us that wants to say i did something yes i somehow earned this yes you know we're seated in Christ, we are seated in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. He seated us there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but part of us still wants to think, I got up I on got the throne, there. right? I like, I it. had to climb up Woo. into it. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know what? I mean, what does Paul write in the book of Ephesians in chapter 2? You know, the letter to the church at Ephesus in chapter 2. It is by grace that you have yes. been saved through faith. And it's a gift of God, that not of yourselves. Right. You didn't do any work. If you did the work, you could boast. But there is that part of us, right, Luke, that feels mm -hmm. good when we do some work, when we mm -hmm. adhere to the yeah, law, yeah. we're like, whoa, I did a good job. Or, Especially when you're comparing it to someone else. Yes. And so then that's breeding self-righteousness, that breeds division. Sure does. And that's that's how you know it's the work of Satan. Whenever there's division, mm. you have to wonder where is, where is Satan in this? Yeah. 
You know, so you can you can go on here. You talked about this asceticism, which I want to say you did a great job announcing. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that word prior to you bringing it up. So props to you. But <laughs> go ahead. You uh, can no continue problem. sharing this. Year. So so another another um, philosophy that was going on um, and a lot of Paul's letters address this. Uh, a lot of the ch early church leaders were addressing ideas that came from this philosophy that we know of as Gnosticism. Good um, job on that one, too, by the way. And so Gnostic, uh, Gnostic, it comes from the um, the Greek word gnosis, which means to know. And what they held to um, is this idea that there's like this spiritual part of us, like the truth, like that, the immaterial, the spiritual, the immaterial, that's what's of value. Mm. But the flesh, that's corrupt. Mm. That's corrupt. And so that's where you get these ideas of like, let's abstain from, it kind of goes along with um, asceticism in that way, like abstaining from marriage, you know, that's carnal. Um, and then there were, then it, it, when you research this, there's some, there's some interesting things because some people also took it the other way where it was like, well, the flesh doesn't matter then. Right. Because um, it's all about the spirit. So what I do in my flesh is okay. You know, so the, yeah, it, but it gets... some people went the other way too. It's, but again, these are very, these were worldly ideas that mm -hmm. were infiltrating the church. Cause you know, when we get saved, we bring everything. We bring our ideas, we bring our things and we have to allow the truth of God to inform that. See, this is where it's so good. And I, I love that here at, at HPC, you know, our team and Pastor Zach and Ashley have gotten together and say, we need a heart study and we need a soul study. Because part of what has to be understood is the three-part being that we are. We are a spirit, mm -hmm. we have a soul, and we live in a body. And yes. guess what? All yes. three matter to God. And God will see to it that all three are redeemed. What he does in the born-again process is he redeems immediately the spirit. Right? That's what the scripture teaches us. But the soul, we have to renew our mind, Romans 12, and the body, we have to we have to present to the Lord as a living sacrifice. Right. right. So when we understand those concepts, we realize like the body does matter to God. Mm -hmm. And how I'm dealing with my body does matter to God. It doesn't matter so much that God wants me to abstain from every earthly pleasure. Right. Everything's bad. Right. You know? No, everything, God made everything beautiful in its time. Right. And so right. as we were But but this is where, you know. You know, Pastor Jack was saying, I think I think it was one of the quotes we had saved here. Um, Faith is not just what you believe in. It's what you pay attention to. Yeah. So paying attention to things and then seducing spirits, working with our desires. Mm. This is where it can be easy where we get, we, we're like, okay, I, I, the Holy Spirit has come into me. I'm good. Yeah. And it's like, y yes, in one sense, yeah, you are, but you're, the process of sanctification yes. now involves like the Holy Spirit speaking to you mm -hmm. and enlightening you in these areas that need to change. That's it. So just because you feel comfortable doesn't mean the work is done. Like there's more. He wants to take you deeper. He wants to take you into higher things. And so this is where we have to critically analyze. Yeah. And things are sanctified. Not only us, like we're sanctified, but through the Holy Spirit. Right. But the things in the world are sanctified by means of the word of God in prayer. So as our mind gets transformed, because we are we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, mm -hmm. by taking that in, we can then, you know, use that truth to speak to the things around us and delineate what is of Satan, what is of the Lord in this. Yeah. Instead of creating these black and white rules of, okay, I just can't have any of this. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, <clears throat> Pastor Zach, if you went to, I think it was both services, but you know, Pastor Jack took some time on Sunday to just throw out there sex. 
And it's so interesting because, you know, he's standing at a pulpit. There's hundreds of people at the yeah. congregation. There's people watching online. And it's just so good because we have really grown up in a culture where we've done a poor job. Not 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 everybody, but, you know, some people have done a poor job of like, oh, sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sex is bad because they're trying to teach their kids to abstain from something until, until they get into the right relationship of marriage. But sex is not nor was it ever bad. And that next level that I wanted to hear Zach say on, on Sunday is that, you know, the sexual relationship between a husband and wife is actually worship. Mm. It's actually worship. Amen. And God loves that a husband and wife would cherish each other that much. He, it's just so beautiful when you look at it. But we have we have all of this dirtiness that surrounds it. When you think that God was the one that created everything, as Pastor Zach said on Sunday, that the enemy can't create anything. He doesn't he have creative corrupt. power. He corrupts, yeah. he perverts, yeah. he twists. And it doesn't mean that we just, you know, flippantly go out there and approach everything. No, there is a sacredness to it. But we don't have to have like all this fear towards it. But but and I'm glad you you brought up uh the sex piece because this that discomfort that highlights why people create these um, black and white rules where it's like, okay, I feel uncomfortable. There's something bad about this. The way people first encounter their sexuality could, plays a big part. And, yeah. I, and, and because that is such an important piece of, you know, that's marriage. The picture of marriage is how um, the Bible describes the relationship of Christ and his church. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be pure. Mm. But we are not pure. We, we are born in our sin. Um, and Satan really wants to corrupt that picture. So he does everything he can to keep people um, from understanding what, what sex is really meant to be. And so if you, you know, everyone has their own first encounter or their their first, uh, how they came to learn about sex. And a lot of times it's not in a, it's not in a healthy way. It's not way. in a healthy way most right. of the time, right. Because it's, unless your mind has been, like unless your parents' mind was first healed mm. um, and they came to a healthy understanding of sex, if that if, if that didn't happen, right. then you're not likely to receive it from your, from your parents. Um, and if you get it from the world, or even if your parents do have a healthy understanding, if you encounter it in the world, you're not going to encounter it in the right way. It's so true. And so you want to hide from it. Yeah. Or it's like, this is, I don't know what to do with it. Um, and this is what we're called to do is, okay, we're uncomfortable, but where is the truth? What is the part of this thing that makes yeah. me uncomfortable <laughs> that God wants to redeem? Boom. Boom. And that's just it. To not slap the label right. of evil on the things that make us feel uncomfortable, but to realize there may be a redeemable quality. There may be a redeemable mm -hmm. element. You know, when you look at our new covenant and our new Testament and the right. scriptures that were written either by Paul, Peter, James, whoever, and we see here, you know, in 1 Timothy 6, 17, Paul literally says that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. And he's talking about finances here mm -hmm. when, he, when he's writing this. So he gives us richly all things to enjoy. And then he follows up in Romans 14, 17 to say that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy mm. in the Holy Ghost. And so when we understand that God has given us everything, this is what's beautiful. If right. we have a redeemable mindset, if we have a mindset that, okay, everything I'm looking at can be redeemed. That coworker, if I understand that there's a potential that Obviously, God wants to see them well and set free so they can be redeemed. And even the things in that person's life, those can be redeemed. 
If we recognize that and start living like that, right. then we understand that, you know, we don't have to write everything off. It's just this beautiful thing that we begin to understand um, and, and just coming right. back to. And then how do we know that? Yeah. How do we know that? We know that through the word of God. Mm -hmm. So again, bringing up sex, it's, well, how, what is the Bible's picture of sex? What was the intention of sex? Regardless of how I feel about it. Right. And so what does that mean? Mm. And then once I understand and I get the mind of Christ on that from the word of God, yes. and then I meditate on it in prayer, allowing the Holy Spirit to really allow that th that truth to take root in my heart. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, now I know the truth. And then we go through the process of sanctifying that in our life and then allowing that to, you know, teaching people. And that's a way of like perpetuating the real truth and redeeming that. But then, and then with people who are in sin, you know, like uh, the I, Pastor Zach was talking about the the fortune teller. Mm, what you know, a beautiful some people story. say you cannot go in there. Right, right. You cannot go in there. But he felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he understood he's not going in there for her to tell him his fortune. Mm -hmm. He goes in there knowing what his role is. Um. And he he engages with her and he gives her the truth. Um, and I loved how he said about what Jesus does. So Pastor Zach said, Jesus engages not to be entertained, mm -hmm. indulged, or part of it. He engages to redeem. And yes. so, and that's a really important thing for us to grasp. Because when we're talking about um redeeming things and 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 like engaging with things, it's like, okay, well, how? We have to follow Jesus's model because we're not saying, okay, well, Pastor Zach said we can go to the bar this, you know, and and, and get drunk because now we're gonna. I might reach someone, right? Yeah. You know, it's like no, that's not the purpose. Not it's it's you're 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 engaging, not to be entertained by it, not to indulge your flesh. Yeah, you're engaging to get to the root of this is a person yeah. here. Yeah. And, and even not just a person, but also a practice. So, yeah. you know, that fortune teller example actually gives us both sides of the yes. coin. It gives us the person. Yes. It gives us the person who is redeemable. This. And, and this is not even like, okay, now God's going to redeem her out of that. Yeah, the Lord's going to redeem her if she was to come to know the Lord. The Lord is going to redeem her out of that. But guess what? What did she say of her own admission? That God has given right. her family that gift. Correct. What do we know is the is the godly, healthy side of that gift? It's, it's the gift of prophecy. It's prophecy. Yeah. It's a prophetic gift. Right. It's perverted, corrupted by the enemy. But right. if if we live in that place of fear, if we live in that place of like, I'm over here, that's secular, that's worldly, mm -hmm. I'm abstaining and staying away from everything that's out there, you know, then we're not going to take that step to go to that person first and foremost. And secondly, that person is not going to realize that that is a gift and a call from God that's been twisted and perverted. And I got to thinking on Sunday, I'm like, wow, if that fortune teller, you know, I think Pastor Zach said that she didn't necessarily come, you know, no. to a salvation moment at that point. But if she ever did in her life or ever will in her life, how how beautiful would it be for her to realize uh, her gift submitted to the Lord? How easy and clear will it be for her to hear from the Lord in terms of giving using her gift for the body? I just yeah. thought that's so cool. And that's the redeemable aspect of it. Right. Right. And you can see one account after the other of all of Jesus's life. Pastor Zach brought this up on Sunday too. Jesus is not just a death, burial, and resurrection. Three years of life, three right. years of how to conduct yourself in the world. That's our model. Going around sinners, tax collectors, redeeming all those areas and people. Right, right. But I think um, 
one thing that another thing, another piece that keeps us from engaging is we've become desensitized. Yeah. We've become comfortable with the way things are. Um, and that's where some of the cauterization I think occurs yeah. is, you know, I don't, if you don't see something as maybe you don't see something as wrong, or maybe you're, you're comfortable with the boxes that you've made that now it's like you're, you're limiting how the Holy Spirit can move through you. Um, and you're, you're allowing, you know, strongholds to be set up yeah. in your life. Mm. And we have to allow the, the truth of the Holy Spirit to show us those places because yeah. it does look very individual for each of us. You know, and that's that's true because you, you brought up the quarterization. And this is one of the things that Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday is that with with the whole aspect of the conscience being seared, you know, whatever is quarterized becomes desensitized. Right. And that's what you're saying there, that we we could have been cauterized for some protective reason, right. but it really caused a desensitization of something that needs to be open. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's important to come back to the Lord. And this goes back to something we talked weeks ago when I was sharing the account of um, just not really understanding abortion. And whatever we have, you know, maybe a conviction or a belief, and we find out that the word is different, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to align our beliefs to the word, right. not the other way around, right. you know? Right. And it's just something we daily live. Mm -hmm. We really live it out on the daily. So we're kind of winding down to our final five minutes here. And it'd be great to get into really talking about, we've, we've kind of talked theology, we've talked in theory, but what about the practical aspects to how does this apply to my life? What's my takeaway this week? As I walked away from the message on Sunday, you know, like, am I, am I going to the bar? Am I going to the, <laughs> to get, right. to, to do palm reading? <laughs> like what, what's my takeaway? So just really cool. And this is, and this is why this is, more of a if we're, if we're you know because we're all in the king's academy that going back to that point you have to remember god has you if you are in him if you are in christ and you are on this process of sanctification yeah. and god is always teaching you yes. he's always teaching you always. he has you in the king's academy but we come to these truths that like that we're talking about tonight and this is more higher level it create it it requires discernment because we can't carelessly engage. When we talk about the redemption of things, yeah. it can get really messy and we cannot we cannot just engage willy-nilly. No, we, you can't. We have to do it, you know, with the discernment and the leading of the Holy Spirit and in partnership with each other in a community of believers. And can I just say too, you know, um, after service, one of the services, I turned around and there was a woman and I was like, I literally was saying, hey, we just got done talking about this because she has shared experience where she wanted to support a friend and the friend was going to something that was super pagan and they were invited and she was really unsure of what to do. But you know what she and her husband did? They prayed and they sought the Lord. And this is where it comes down to, you know, you it, it's, it's discernment. It's the community right. of believers. But it's also saying with every new opportunity, we don't just walk willy nilly, just like you said, no. hey, I'm going to do everything. No. You know, everything's cool. No, we have to take each opportunity and say, Lord, is this something that you want me to engage in? And what's the purpose of that engagement? Like Pastor Zach said, you know, he walked down Thayer Street several, several times before he actually went in. And it got so strong that he knew he knew the Holy Spirit. He yes. knew. You know, and I think that that's the most important thing, because what we need to ask ourselves really there's two sides that we want to look at practically as we kind of bring our show to a close tonight in, right. is the second part 
which I'll say first is, you know, what have I allowed into my life mm -hmm. that needs to be removed? Where have I become desensitized due to being cauterized? Like I need to be open to the Lord to show me, right. are there are there certain things that I'm watching? You know, am I letting in through my my ears and my eyes um, that really need to go that right. aren't helping me? And and on the flip side, here's where I think we've spent most of our time tonight is what am I abstaining from because I believe it makes me more holy, right? Because that that can be that false sense mm -hmm. of self righteousness. Like I, I'm somehow earning. A place i'm showing god he did a good job in choosing me yes yeah. <laughs> and we and you know that's what jesus clearly condemns self-righteousness so one of my favorite um stories in the new testament is the one about the tax collector and the pharisee praying in the temple and the pharisee is saying you know i'm so i'm so thankful that i'm not like this other man mm. here you know i keep all the laws i fast i do all these things and the, the the tax collector he is just saying god be merciful to me a sinner <laughs> yeah and he's the one who goes home justified yeah but it's and, and you know we can read that and be like well i'm not the pharisee and it's like yeah but we have these the reason why jesus preaches against this is because there is this impulse in us to want to fall into self-righteousness and to feel like we are somehow earning our salvation yeah. you know and, and and maybe you you might resist that and say well that's not me and it's like you know maybe it's not but i know like that's something that i've always had to work with keep in check yeah because yeah. it doesn't always come from a place of pride it can come no. from a place of your of humility where it's like oh i i gotta do better and i think what happens is like you said, we can have a good heart in approaching it. And really what we need to do is we just need to understand that it is by grace through faith. And whether we fall flat on our face, we realize that grace gives us the power to get back mm -hmm. up. So it's been a great show tonight to tackle these things Amen. and discuss them and get into them. And we do wanna pray for all of us as we wrap up here. So we'll just go before the Lord right now. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us. We bless you, we honor you, and we trust you that you are working in our lives, that you have gone before us and you are for us and you're not against us. So we pray that as we sift through the areas of our lives that we would be open to whatever you want to reveal, uh, any area that we may be desensitized, and we would also be open to anything that we've put a wall up to because we're believing it's making us more righteous and holy. So thank you so much, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, that's the show. It's a breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, guys.